sin remembered no more. Think about that just for a minute. Sin remembered no more. What a wonderful Lord we have to forgive our sins. Thank you for joining me today. And the reason I want to share this with you is because so many precious people of God still condemn themselves. They just won't really accept the fact that their sins are forgiven, gone forever. I want to show you from the Word how powerful the promise is. Sin remembered no more. Lord, I thank you for your Word. I thank you for what you're going to show us today to strengthen each one listening in the faith. Strengthen them in the faith. In the mighty name of Jesus. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. That's my purpose today. That's my purpose every day. As I bring the word of God to you, it's just to strengthen you in the faith. 1 Corinthians 6, 17, a powerful verse. He, he that is joined to the Lord is one spirit. When we come to the Lord, the Bible tells us in Romans 8, 17, if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. That's amazing. Joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may be also glorified together. The Christian life is truly an amazing miracle. Because when we call upon the Lord, we become one with him. And at the moment we become one with him, then we begin to experience John 3. In John 3, 36, we have this amazing promise for all of us believers. He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not on the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. So think about that. The minute you accept of the Lord, in that act of repentance, you received life eternal right there and then. All sins forgiven. Now, you know, the command of the Bible, when the Lord began to preach, he began with the word repent. Now, that's found throughout the Gospels. And repentance comes into focus at baptism. So baptism is the circumcision of the heart. Uh, the circumcision was introduced to the Old Testament people, was the, the rite of initiation, basically, in the Old Covenant. Baptism is what brings us into the New Testament. And at that moment, something really happened. Colossians chapter 2 talks about it. Because I want to I help you understand what it, it means to be free from sin, be free from the old life. So it says in Colossians 2, 11 and 12, it says, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, not like the old, uh, the old covenant, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ, 
buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who hath raised him from the dead. So at that moment, our sin is forgiven. Sin is remembered no more. Because when when the Lord God raised Jesus from the dead, he, he declared the penalty of our sins forgiven. Jesus freely took it, paid it in full. So it says, in whom also ye are circumcised with the circumcision made without hands, in putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So when Jesus died on the cross, he took our sins, and that's when we experience circumcision of Christ. It, it calls it the circumcision of Christ. How? Buried with him in baptism. The minute we are baptized, which is the real call of repentance, which is the completion of repentance, which is true repentance, because baptism says, I am no longer living in darkness. I'm no longer living in sin. All that is behind me, and I'm following Jesus all the way. And so now, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are risen with him through the faith of the operation of God, who raised him from the dead. So just like the Father raised Jesus from the dead, we are raised into a new man, into that newness of life, where the old life no longer exists, and truly, all sins forgiven. So, our sentence for condemnation was placed on the Lord. And the minute we were united to the Lord, we became identified with him in his death and resurrection. And in that moment, all the blessings of the new covenant became our blessings, came upon us. So we do not receive them because we earn them. We do not re uh, receive the blessings because we earn them. But by being united together with the Lord, we receive the blessings of the new covenant. And the blessings of the new covenant mentioned in Jeremiah 31. And it's so powerful when you read this because it says in Jeremiah 31, I'm going to read verse 34, very powerful verse. And they shall teach no more every man his neighbor, and every man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me. God reveals himself to everyone who is in Christ Jesus. From the least to the greatest, saith the Lord, for I will forgive 
their iniquity. Why? Because now we're joined to the Lord. I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sins no more. Done. At that moment, we are declared innocent, not guilty. The judgment hanging on our heads, and that have been hanging on our heads since the fall of man, Adam, removed forever. And that's what the new covenant is all about. And it's time every one of us believes it and receives it and not believe the voice of the enemy. Because Jesus said in Matthew 26, verse 27, 28, he took the cup and gave thanks and gave it to them saying, drink ye all of it. This is my blood of the new covenant which is shed for many. Why? For the forgiveness or remission of sins. Now, we really have to to accept it and stop dealing with the sin question, believe the covenant, because it is the foundation on which the promises of God are based. And in this amazing covenant, we are no longer under condemnation. Now, you know, Satan and the part of darkness are trying to convince many that that's not so, that it's not true. And when people question it, what happens is they become paralyzed by the powers of darkness until we know and until we believe that God Almighty has removed all our sins, that we are truly forgiven, we are not guilty, then we will truly be free. Because when, when people don't believe it, they're not, when they feel unworthy, you know, they're not able to pray. They don't believe their prayers are heard. They can't believe the promises. Now they, they're under that horrible guilt that the devil throws at them, accusing them, and now they have no strength against the, the enemy. We have to believe. We must believe we are forgiven. We, we have to dare to accept God's unlimited love and forgiveness. I want to repeat that. Dare to accept God's unlimited, unconditional love, acceptance, forgiveness. Because, see, our natural minds say, well, it's illegal. I mean, how can I be free from my sins? No, no, it's a fact. And I'm talking to you today because it's a fact. A lady in one of my early meetings back in Canada got saved every single service I had. Every Monday night, I'd see her down the, at the altar. Finally, I went down, I said, now listen, every time I've given the altar call for the last, it's been like weeks, I, I, I see you down at the altar again. Don't you believe 
that God has forgiven you? Oh, she said, I'm so guilty because of all I've done. And she went on to tell me in tears all her sins from the past. I said, but don't you believe God's word? What he actually said, if we repent, he will forgive all our sins. And then I happened to ask, well, how long has it been? Like, when was, when was all this? 28 years ago. I said, are you telling me for 28 years you lived under condemnation? Well, nobody told me. I said, the Bible is told, has, has told you. The Bible says to all of us, we are forgiven. We have to believe it. I met a lady who was paralyzed by the devil because he convinced her it's not true. There is therefore now no condemnation to them who are in Christ Jesus, who walk in the liberty of the Holy Spirit. But there's a lot of people who are not walking in the liberty of the Holy Spirit because they just won't accept it. Their minds won't accept it. I'm talking to someone right now. I know I am. That's why I'm doing this. You that I'm talking to that believe it's not possible. Yes, it is. The Lord Jesus did all that can be done to take your sins upon himself. And all he asks is repent. And repent is not a thought. It's not a feeling. It's a decision. Like the prodigal son, we look at our conditions and say, I don't want this anymore. I don't want it in my life anymore. And we turn away from our sin. And the second we make that decision, God gives us the strength to live in that decision. God gives us the, the ability to continue in that decision. It is the conviction of the Holy Spirit that brings us to that place and we decide, I don't want to live in sin any longer. And the reason so many people continue living in sin, confessing the same old sins over and over, it's because they haven't accepted the real truth of forgiveness. Now listen. I want to explain to you the word forgiveness. Forgiveness... Um, it's not the excuse for fault or offense, uh, the paying of debt. It's way more than that, way more than that. What Jesus accomplished is much more than what the English word means by forgiveness. Maybe that's why people haven't accepted it because they, 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 they see forgiveness as, okay, uh, I'm, I'm free from the debt way more than that. The word in Greek for forgiveness is the word aphime. Aphime means to send away, to dismiss, to dismiss, to put away forever. So it's not just I, I forgive your debt. It's I put it away forever. I dismiss it from ever existing 
That's what the word Ephemeh means. So when I say sin remembered no more, well, it cannot be remembered because it's put away forever, no longer to be seen, no longer present. In Luke 4, we see the same word in Luke 4 and verse 18 of what this really means. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty. It's the same word, liberty, ephime to be put aside and totally liberated from that bondage called sin. To set at liberty them that are bruised. Liberty, ephime, putting away, dismissing, forsaking forever, not even recognizing it. So the new covenant declares our sins are banished banished, put away, dismissed, forsaken. I pray this is helping you. Banished from our life. Banished from our presence. Now, Jesus came to banish our sins. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. In the Psalms, when we read in Psalm 103, I know you know it, it's good to see it again, okay? In Psalm 103, bless the Lord, O my soul, all within me. Because David saw what I'm talking about, banished, who forgiveth all of thine iniquities, the same word in Hebrew, banished, dismissed, removed, forever our sins. Who forgives, who removes, forsakes, banishes all your iniquities forever. And when he saw that, he said, bless the Lord, oh my soul. <laughs> Hallelujah. Isaiah the prophet saw the same thing. And I pray as I'm giving you these blessed scriptures, you too will accept it. God says, I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions. God, this is glorious. I have blotted out as a thick cloud. Imagine a thick cloud being removed and all you see is sunshine. I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgression, as a, as a cloud your sins. You know when the, when the clouds just disappear, they don't exist no more, and all you see is blue sky? That cloud over your head called sin, that horrible thick black cloud is gone and you are free i'm giving you the bible it's time you believe it isaiah 43 25 look at that blessed word of god lord blessed be your name let your people see it i pray i even i god repeats it i even i he wants you to know he did it i even i'm reading isaiah 43 25 I even I am he that blotteth out thy transgressions for my own sake. So he didn't do it for you. He did it for himself because he loves you. 
And I will not remember, I will not remember thy sins. Done. Done. If we fathers, being evil, know how to give good gifts to our children, how much more will the Heavenly Father forgive us and give us the Holy Spirit? When my children have done wrong when they were young, and even to this day when they do wrong, and they come and say, Daddy, I'm sorry, my response is, I don't even remember it. I've said that to them. Baby, darling, I forgave you already. You didn't even have to come and say, forgive me. But it's good to say it. It's good to say it. I forgave my children many, many, many times before they ever came and said, I'm sorry. If me being a daddy, if you being a parent can do that, how about God Almighty? So look at this amazing verse, Isaiah 38, 17. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness. But thou hast in love to my soul, delivered it from the pit of corruption. For thou hast cast all my sins behind your back. Cody Boom used to say, God takes all our sins, throws them in the depth of the sea, and puts a big sign that says, no fishing. No more fishing in that place. Now it's time you stop fishing in your old life. It's time you stop looking for all the stuff that happened. It doesn't exist. He has cast all your sins behind his back. He has forgiven you. How many times must God repeat that? And don't you remember 2 Corinthians? That most blessed portion of God's word, chapter 5. Let's begin looking at verse 18 before I say goodbye and pray with you. And all things are of God who hath reconciled us to himself by Jesus Christ and hath given to us the ministry of reconciliation. Now look at verse 19. To wit that God was in Christ reconciling the world unto himself, not imputing, not imputing their trespasses unto them. Not imputing their sins unto them. And hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. We, ministers of the gospel, are telling you, God has reconciled you. We are ambassadors for Christ. As though God did beseech you by us. God beseeching you by us, Paul writes. We pray you in Christ's stead. We pray you, in other words, if Jesus himself came to you and said, be reconciled, I love you, I forgive you. He said, we are doing it in his place. Be reconciled to God. Imagine Jesus coming and saying to you, be reconciled to God. I paid for it. Everything is done. You're forgiven. Come back to God. Come back to your Heavenly Father who already has forgiven you. Accept His forgiveness. Just accept it. Hallelujah. For he hath made him, verse 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us, who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. What a blessed promise. What a blessed promise. And Isaiah the prophet cried out, and I pray that cry will reach your heart today, that you'll accept it, you'll see it. 
I have blotted out as a thick cloud thy transgressions, as a cloud thy sins. Return unto me, for I have redeemed thee. Wow. Return unto me, I have redeemed thee. Sing, O ye heavens, for the Lord hath done it. Shout, ye lower parts of the earth. Break forth into singing, ye, ye mountains and forests. For the Lord has redeemed Jacob and glorified himself in Israel. What a blessed thing I have blocked. What a blessed promise. I have brought it out as a thick cloud, your transgressions, and your sins gone. And God says, return unto me. I have redeemed them. That's what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians 5. Be reconciled to God in Christ, but be reconciled. And we ministers are pleading with you, be reconciled. And yes, you are forgiven. All these sins are gone to be forgotten forever. And all you have to do is say, yes, Lord, I accept. Yes, Lord, I repent. Forgive me my sins, wonderful Heavenly Father. Remove them far from me, Lord, as you said in your word. Remove them as a thick cloud from over my life. That the sunshine will will shine on my life again. Your blessed light will shine on my life again. Jesus will shine on my life again. In Jesus' holy name. Hallelujah, Lord. Liberate that one who needs it. And I pray and I agree with all my heart that they'll come into that liberty. No more condemnation. No more. Believe in the accusations of the enemy. They're free. Be free, child of God. Be free, saint of God. In Jesus' name. Amen. If we, if we, when we confess our sins, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and he's just to forgive us all our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness to be remembered no more. All because of Jesus and his work. I pray this has blessed you today. It's time you believe the word of God. Remember, God never brings your past to you. Only the devil does that and his people. God never reminds you of your past. He always talks about his love and your blessed, bright future in him forever. So if anyone ever accuses you of of your past, just simply say, yeah, but it's gone. I'm forgiven. Jesus took it all and I'm free. What of it? Jesus took it all, and I am free. Hallelujah. Thank you for being my wonderful family, my partners, my friend. I pray this has been a blessing today. It's time to give now to the Lord's work. Why do I ask? It's in the Bible. That's why. It's Jesus who said, give, it shall be given unto you. It's the Lord who said, we need to sow before we can reap. It's the Lord who said, when we give, he'll bless us with a harvest and open the windows of heaven and bless us. It's he who said, if you are in trouble, sow a seed and he'll bless the seed you sow and he'll give you seed for the harvest. 
and seed for the sower, and a blessed harvest will never stop coming your way. So believe his word today. Lord, bless them. Protect them financially. Bless their families. Bless their work. If there's anyone, Lord, that doesn't have a job, give them even a better job than they even can believe for in Jesus' name. Promote your people and honor your people as they honor you in your holy name. And God's people said, Amen, Amen. All right. You can sow your seed on the platform you're watching me on. You can, you can go to our website, benihin.org, or just simply text BHM45777. Much love. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.